Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Fantasy Baseball for February 22nd. I'm Alex Zui here today with Ray Estrada. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Just going to be continuing along with the top 200 breakdown. If you haven't checked it out already, I've got top 200 fantasy rankings for 2019 up on our website, beattheshiftbaseball.com. So make sure you check those out. Today we're going to be going through numbers 26 through 50 on the rankings. Got a lot of good stuff for you today. And in the future, we don't have any questions today, but we'd love to answer your questions. You can send those our way on Twitter at BeatTheShiftBP or email us at BeatTheShiftBaseball at gmail.com. We'd love to answer some questions. So, I mean, unless you have anything to, uh, to get to, we can go ahead and dive right into it here. Well, I, I would say before we get to the rankings, um, there is the one big elephant in the room. Uh, Manny Machado finally signed. A big free agent finally signed. Um, so Manny Machado signs with the Padres 10 years, $300 million officially today. Um, I, I kind of asked you kind of a precursor question last week when, we, when he was in the 1 through 25 rankings if uh, his team affected his signing. Do the Padres affect his ranking? at all um well i i imagine not i was under the impression it wasn't that big a deal because he's not exactly johnny hustle so i was not uh, a <laughs> very impressed by by manny machado to begin with no but seriously he's he's gonna be good no matter where he is and he's gonna be in sunny san diego for the next uh, i don't know at least five years he's got an at least got an five opt yes. out halfway through his 10-year 300 million dollar contract but Machado is good everywhere he goes. He does have some home road split stuff going on in his career. Of course, it's going to happen. He's he's been playing at Camden Yards for pretty much his whole career. Uh, he was fine at Dodger Stadium too, but you know his his contact bat his batted ball data really you know supports that he can hit anywhere. I mean, he's been in the in like the top percentile in hard hit percentage and exit velocity. Uh, according to StatCast, that is, it's been around mo- most of his career. I think that's a fair measure to use over four seasons. Uh, and he, he just barrels a lot of balls, no matter what. He's one of the better pure hitters in the game. So, you know, there's other questions like lineup protection, whatever. The guy played in, in Baltimore last couple of years, and he was still a top producer. So it, he's fine. He's fine in Petco. Um I'd still have him. Well, I think I think I have him ranked uh, right outside the the first round. It's probably where he's he's appropriate to go there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think um, he's going to be affected too much by going to San Diego. What three or four less home runs in that ballpark, and <laughs> he's still a thirty-five home run hitter there. Um, if you want, you know, more of a breakdown in terms of not just fantasy, but what Machado means for the Padres, check out our website. I just wrote an article, um, what the signing means for them. Check that out, beachshiftbaseball.com. And then I'm sure we'll get to, um, we'll spend more time on his signing maybe next week with a regular podcast. Hopefully, Bryce Harper, Dallas Keuchel, some of the other guys signed, so we have more to talk about. But um, Never heard of these get, guys. I mean, maybe some baseball fans new to 2019 had never heard of them. But um, let's, let's get into the rankings, 26 through 50. 
Uh, if you need to catch up, go listen to our last step. Go listen to our last episode uh, from last week. We went one to twenty-five. So if he's if you see somebody that um, you maybe think slots here, maybe we put him higher, or maybe you or maybe I just don't like him. Maybe you're over calling me out on compared it. to Alex Dewey. <laughs> All right, so let's start with let's go five at a time like we did last week. Start okay. with twenty-six through thirty. We have Garrett Cole, Javier Baez, Trevor Story, Blake Snell, and Aaron Nola. Um, I mean, I don't see anything to me that stands out too much. Maybe some people might be surprised. You know, Javier Baez was a popular MVP candidate last season. Maybe surprised that he's um, not the top 25 and he's back here at 27. Yeah, so I think Javier Baez is the really... Actually, both both of the middle infielders in this range are are worth talking about because they, they did perform better than this last year, so... You might say I have him underranked, but I do have my reasoning. Um, and, you know, mostly has to do with their their contact rate. Their their peripheral numbers in terms of plate discipline are, are important. They're less important for rotisserie fantasy leagues because walks don't matter. And these guys are both great power and speed threats. They're they're both pretty much guaranteed to go 2020, I would say. Uh, I think both of them did last year. And, of course, some monster power from both of these guys. Baez last year hit 34 home runs. It was 11 more than the season prior to that. And, I, you know, he is really talented. Both, both him and Story are really talented. And they're in good hitting environments. But it does require quite a bit of luck to be able to do what they did again it's it's something that's hard to uh to replicate when you're doing it with in in Baez's case he has a walk rate or had a walk rate of 4.5 percent last year that's that's below league average I, I think he's the only player in the top uh, I I'm just trying to take a quick look at it I def, definitely in the top 50 I would think with a walk rate lower than five percent and still strikes out at 26 percent rate so there is a lot of room for error there. You know, he's he's going to have a good Babbitt, but a 350 Babbitt is, is a hard thing to do. So, it's just it's just a little bit worse than than he was last year. I'm not saying Baez is going to be a bust by any means. He's definitely one of the most entertaining players in the game. Uh same with Story. You know, he hits in Coors Field. I can't can't knock him down all that much due to that. But do I think they're both going to be top 10 hitters again no I, I think they're going to be just a notch below that and with the pitchers here these are all names you would expect to be here the ordering can quibble about but Garrett Cole of course really Garrett Cole and Blake Snell were really not supposed to be in this range last year um, Garrett Cole of course had some Houston magic and started striking out everybody and he just had everything click I think there's nothing fluky about that so, you know, take any Astros pitchers you get is the lesson there. Um, and then Blake Snell, of course, was a top prospect that everything clicked for. He started finding the strike zone a little, little bit easier. He was having troubles with his walk rates, and he really handled it. He just took care of business. Same with Nola. All these guys, really good. You can Also, I don't know if you mentioned Blake anywhere. Snell was the AL Cy Young last season. Um... I don't yeah. know if you mentioned that, but just <laughs> those awards. Those awards aren't really important, though, right? 
not for fantasy, but just I mean, j- j- just to mention that, yeah, Garrett Cole, Blake Snell, guys who had a lot of promise and then put really great seasons together um, last season, and and not not flukes as you said. Yeah, huge jumps, and part of it is just you have to watch them pitch at some point in time. I can browse their their baseball reference fangraphs pages all day and look at their their pitch data but you got to watch these guys pitch they have some disgusting pitches Garrett Cole started using the the slider a lot more and it's a really good pitch Blake Snell has the best curveball in baseball I I don't think that's going to be disputed by anybody um another guy that we'll talk about in a little bit might give him a running but uh yeah all these guys definitely belong to belong in in this tier so uh, let's let's get to the next five. Yeah. So ne- next five, starting th- thirty-one, thirty-five. Anthony Rendon, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Noah Syndergaard, and Trevor Bauer. Now a lot of names that um, uh, are certainly, I guess, household names to recent baseball fans, um, like Bryant, Rizzo, Syndergaard. Why? I guess to say why this range is kind of you know people seeing them here. Uh, this is probably the lowest I've had all these players ranked in in recent years. Uh, you know, Anthony Rendon is Mr. Consistent with the Nationals. He is still going to be hitting in the middle of a really good order, even without Bryce Harper. So I don't think there's going to be any any downturn in production there. So you know, I expect him to have... A home a home run total close to thirty. He's gonna drive in a hundred, score close to a hundred. He's he's gonna have everything you'd want from a third round bat. So that's that's a pretty <laughs> safe bet there. Uh, actually, all, all three of these hitters are are pretty safe bets. They they all have really good good plate discipline, and you know they have good track records. There's not a lot of doubt here. The one really interesting player of this bunch is Chris Bryant because last year he was dealing, uh, he was recovering from a shoulder injury. And, you know, it really did seem to take a toll on the power numbers in particular. Still a pretty good hitter. Um, but they're not they're not home run totals you like to see. I, I'll use the same kind of argument that I used for Aaron Judge here is that it's it's just such a slight tweak away from being the player that we've seen him be before, and it's the player that we expect him to be based on their their profile. You know, Chris Bryant was touted as having some of the best raw power in the game. It's still there if he's healthy. I do believe he's fully healthy going to spring training. He said it, um, and I have no reason not to believe him. I think he's going to be back to uh, his MVP caliber self, so it might be a discount at this point. Same with Rizzo. A little bit of a down year last year, especially against lefties. But one of the best first basemen out there. He's, I think he's the third first baseman that I have uh, in these rankings. You might even want to take him a little earlier. Who knows? Because first base is a really, really shallow position this year compared to how it has been in the past. So get your Cubs there. Uh, and then the pitchers in this range, same kind of deal. They both have electric stuff. Noah Syndergaard. Um, he did deal with injuries a little bit, but he still is bringing it in the upper 90s with really unexpectedly good command of his secondary pitches. 
for a guy who throws as hard as he does, he is really dominant with his changeup and slider mix as well. So these are, are reasons that I've ranked him really aggressively in the past, and this is probably the lowest I've had him even in the last couple of years when he was a little less proven even. So uh, really raw talent. And then Trevor Bauer, of course, showed what, uh, what all his uh, crazy antics and workout methods would result in eventually and he really just turned himself into an elite starting pitcher the curveball is one of the best in baseball um he was the guy i said could give blake snell a running for best curveball in baseball so um yeah he's he's in his prime there's there's nothing not to like about it so yeah yeah yes so yeah, I like the explanations you gave there. Um, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't, but uh, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Thirty-six. To you're 40. allowed. You're allowed to chime in if I say something that you think is just utter BS. I want to hear it. I don't. I don't want to just sit here and preach to uh, to whatever <laughs> listeners we we scrounge up here. But I'll let you. Um, I'll let you know. Okay, call me out, please. <laughs> um, Thirty-six through forty. Joey Votto, Juan Soto, Carlos Correa. Matt Carpenter and Starling Marte. Matt Carpenter, um, I mean, there's, there's, you can talk individually about each one guy. But Matt Carpenter, to me, are you looking at his early struggles and kind of his, um, you know, little bit end of the year cool off, or are you looking at that red hot middle of the year that was it May like June that he had? Are, are you is that what um, you want? Is that what you're writing on, or are you more concerned about the, the downs that he had last season? Well, I'm I'm looking at I'm just looking at Matt Carpenter. I'm looking at a a hitter who is really 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 much more val- valuable in on-base percentage in points leagues and has always been that way. He's always been better in points leagues than roto leagues. And these rankings are specifically for roto leagues, although I do try to balance it because plate discipline and all these other skills that are directly measured are still really good indicators for how likely these players are to uh, to keep up their production. I, I mentioned it about Baez and Story earlier on. They they swing a lot. It's it's a little harder to uh, to be consistent when you're when you're striking out, you know, at at the rate that they do without <laughs> being able to take a, a few pitches. And Matt Carpenter has done that his whole career. He doesn't hit for a very high average. I I do think he. He might even be able to bring it up from what he hit last year. I mean, you're not going to get him for that. You're going to get him for he's he's basically established himself as a power hitter, and he's also going to hit at the top of the lineup. So he's going to score a lot of runs for you and hit for power. I mean, there's just a good combination all around. Um, you you yeah. asked well, yeah. You, well, asked you mentioned about that his different his different stretches yeah there, right like which matt carpenter i'm looking at he might be streaky that's kind of how he was and let me say i own matt carpenter in april and part of may during that incredible cold streak <laughs> to start off the season his batted ball luck was insanely bad he was still hitting the ball fine everybody that was talking about fantasy baseball knew that matt carpenter was going to break out of this slump at any moment because his batted ball data looked the same as it ever did and just for some reason was not 
hitting and not getting any hits, not, no production at all. And then it, it it turned around almost immediately after that point. He never looked back. So that was a little fluky, if anything. Yeah. I was going to say, you mentioned uh, Matt Carpenter being cut more of an on-base guy, uh, so maybe better for leagues that you know have on-base or points leagues. I would say the same for Joey Votto, which is at three spots above him. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Joey Votto, much more valuable when you have on-base percentage thrown in the mix. Not saying that, obviously, Joey Votto was at tail end of the third round. Um, you have a 36. Um, yeah, Joey Votto is very valuable uh, no matter what stats you're using. I have Joey Votto ranked a lot higher than most people do. And let me just say, I I have reason to be excited about Joey Votto. He's one of my favorite players just because... I love him. I mean, yeah, he's got some of the best quotes that he gives to reporters. He's just a very lovable Canadian guy. Anyway, this guy is the hitting guru. He, last season, he intentionally tried to hit more line drives. And you know what? He did. He hit line drives at like an 8% higher rate than the previous year. And as a result, he was hitting... Fewer fly balls. And turns out that wasn't the best thing for him. So then, come around the All-Star break, he decided to... Uh, well, he didn't so much decide as found a, uh, a mechanical tweak that he decided to, uh, to implement and went back to hitting for a little more power. So Joey Votto is not on the decline yet by any stretch. Um, he just kind of mixed things up last year. A little bit. Some people were worried about his production against lefties. Historically, really good against left-handed pitching, and I, I don't think he's, you know, on the downturn just because of a slight, you know, downturn in his his lefty-righty splits. It's it's nitpicking. You don't nitpick with a guy like Joey Votto because he will, Joey Votto he will is destroy good baseballs, and even even more impressive, he will stare at baseballs that go by him and walked first base as a result. So, yeah. And Joey Votto, it's unbelievable that his line drive rate was the highest of his career and his hard hit percentage was the highest of his career and somehow hit for lower batting average than we're used to. So, he, I mean, he's hes really good in points leagues. He'd probably go in this like early second round for me in a points league, an on-base league still. But... Even in Roto Leagues, he's been productive in the past, and I think he'll be back to uh, to normal Joey Votto. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next five, 41 through 45. Eugenio Suarez, Xander Bogarts, Justin Turner, Tommy Pham, and Steven Strasburg. I would say all five of these guys are guys that if you weren't paying – if you don't pay too much attention, you'd be surprised how high they are up here. But if, you know, if you're – kind of on the ball, you, you would say these guys are probably, you know, right around where they should be. Uh, yeah. And I, I did, I, you know what, to be fair, I did skip a few names from the, uh, the last five that are worth mentioning, so I'll give my one-sentence summaries for Juan Soto. Really young, really good, hits a lot of ground balls, though, uh, was a little lucky last year, could very well make his way up into the first and second round tier. Uh, later on the season. Uh, Carlos Correa is a little bit of an injury risk. It's it's a back injury. That's a, that's a little more scary. But, of course, we were 
drafting him as a first-round player, as a fringe first-round player last year. So, you know, everything is still there if, if he's still there. So um, those guys were important for me to mention. Um, so, yeah, you, you mentioned the, the next five. You got uh, Eugenio Suarez, Xander Bogarts, Justin Turner, Tommy Pham, Steven Strasburg. Um, I don't know. Suarez and Bogarts are just really good hitters. There's, there's not too much to talk about there. Um, <laughs> both play really deep positions, too, but you still got to take them. They're just that good. Uh, Justin Turner is ranked a little higher here than some other places that I've seen, and that's just because I believe in the health a little bit more. Last year, uh, I was dealing with a wrist injury early in the season. and uh, Yeah, and it was a spring training hit by pitch, which broke his wrist, which is the frustrating part. Oh, it's it's got to be the most frustrating thing, right? I think I saw a quote from from Aaron Judge when a reporter was asking him about what lessons he learned in 2018, and he said the biggest takeaway was don't get hit in the wrist by a pitch. So <laughs> that's a fair point. Try not, you should maybe try not doing that. Uh, so Justin Turner, still one of the best pure hitters in baseball, uh, for all the reasons that I've mentioned before, play discipline, power. Uh, you've seen it on display in the postseason. It's it's all there. He's got he's got it all. He hitting third for the Dodgers, so you know everything should be back to normal for him. I I've seen people seem to overreact to uh, to these variables in past seasons that that really do explain the uh, the lack of production that you're expecting. But as of right now, I have every reason to believe that these players are going to be the, their healthy selves. You know, there are going to be cases coming very soon where it's not going <laughs> to be like that. So we will definitely have to address all the spring training injuries once they pop up. But right now, n- nobody's played baseball yet. It's it's everybody's fresh. Pretty pretty much everybody's fresh. Sorry, Francisco Lindor. But um, we, we're going to see some some things change. But for right now be positive assume the best for for these players Tommy Pham is really good also he's he's another player that I have really aggressively ranked um in Tampa Bay he was unbelievable he was back to his his uh his 2017 self yeah his 2017 self 2017 and like beginning of 2018 yeah, and he. I had him for the beginning of 2018. Like, oh, this guy's pretty good, and then he fell off a cliff. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> he's kind of on the older side, considering how long he's been in the league, and he's also had so many weird problems with his vision that you really can't pinpoint exactly what's going on. Sometimes it seems to be a problem, and then other times he just mangles the baseball anyway, and it it just doesn't seem to matter. But Tampa Bay, he looked good. There's, yeah, there's nothing also, else to say about that. He steals also, and hits for power. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't very happy with Mike Matheny, and I think that was a big reason why um, leaving St. Louis and going to Tampa Bay gave him such a huge boost because he, he seems he seems to like it there a lot more than St. Louis. Yeah, sure. I mean, Tommy Pham is just a really he's good. good he, he's a really good hitter. That's I, I can't believe we're in the top, we're in, we're in the top fifty. All my <laughs> this explanations is, this is are going to involve we... <laughs> involve me saying that they're really good at the game of baseball. But uh, Tommy Pham is really valuable because he runs as well. Uh, Starling Marte is already on this list also. I didn't mention his name at all, but same kind of deal. He'll give you stolen bases and hit for power, 
and just do everything pretty well you know it's like you're not you're not dealing with a lot of uh a lot of gaps in their game so makes things yeah. easier for you uh steven strasberg is the poster child for minor injury risk <laughs> for, well that's not even major injuries it's always something nagging that's and, the, that's that's the annoying part of it, it, it though is that it's always nagging and he always seems to find out after giving up like seven runs in a game <laughs> so <laughs> happens it, it happens to everybody you know that Max Scherzer last yeah, year. him most of the time. Definitely had at least one game like that where he was like pitching through a neck injury or something. But yeah, I remember that. Steven Strasburg is really good. Like he's been around for a long time now. Why does it still feel like he's a young pitcher? He's still really good at what he does. And <laughs> like I said, I have every reason to believe that he's healthy right now. So let's go rev up your Steven Strasburgs and. Set him loose. Uh, five. We got five more. Let's, we got, let's we, have, we do have five more. So let's round up the top fifty, starting at forty-six. Whit Merrifield, Reese Hoskins, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Chris Davis, and Carlos Carrasco. Um, start at the start at forty-six. Whit Merrifield led the major leagues in hits last year, and led the the American League in stolen bases. So I, I mean, you can elaborate on that, but. Uh, People might be surprised to see Whit Merrifield at 46. Yeah, so I haven't really said this about any other players, but Whit Merrifield is really good at baseball. Yeah, he's a good. really good hitter. Um, led led baseball in hits. Um, he's going to be playing for a Royals team that's going to be running wild. I believe he's the first Royal that I have ranked who will be a really significant fantasy impact. Uh, the next Royal that I have ranked will have similar impacts but I do not feel as comfortable ranking him as high as a guy who's done it for two years in a row and that's Adalberto Mondesi who next episode I'm sure will take up a lot of time because everybody is talking about him but Whit Merrifield, I know you're talking about him I am and he's not even on this list but Whit Merrifield is he's 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 done it already he, he can like <laughs> Mondesi might have a higher ceiling but Merrifield's very safe he's a known commodity the only reason I have him ranked as low as I do is because he doesn't really hit for much power and you know he's not like a he was never elite at at any of these skills he's just playing yeah. in the right environment he, he led the major league in hits but it was also 192 hits I think first time in some years that uh major league hit lead uh was less than 200 yeah 10 like 10 15 less hits and we're we're barely talking about it, you know. It's it, it's very it's very slim margin uh, for guys like this that don't really hit for a lot of power. So that's the only reason. Um, yeah. Hoskins is you know he's consistent. He's going to be back at first base. I can't believe it. He's this is third year in the league, and I'm already calling him a consistent <laughs> producer. But it's it's how I feel. <laughs> the Phillies will be better. Um, I'm gonna. Say, I mean, this might be going out of limb, but I think he's really good at baseball. Um, yes, I would say that. <laughs> I would say Chris Davis is also really good at hitting baseballs. Yeah. Um, he probably hits them. I mean, I, I can lock in him hitting 247 every year. Yeah, I mean. With I'd, his I, power, you'll, you'll take that. He's got immense power in a ballpark that really is not good for power. He's the outlier in every way. 
He's a DH only this year, which is a little bit of a bummer. But he will. I'm hit gonna you. miss those throws. He'll hit you like 45 home runs at least. I'm I'm gonna. I can't I can't say the word guarantee. Uh, I'm going to to suggest that he will do it again. <laughs> um, Carlos Carrasco. It's about as close to a guarantee as you can get in baseball. That like Chris Davis would at 247 with you know 40 plus homers. So yeah, yeah, take him. Take him there. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is also, you know, another guy who uh, is really good when he's on the mound. He's also dealt with some some health issues in the past, um, kind of like Strasburg. Similarly frustrating, but... His he, strikeout rate is really good. Yeah, you've got to take him. He's got really good command of all his pitches, and yeah, he, he always somehow seems to be underrated. I, I don't know what it is exactly, but he's I don't it's amazing that there's three Indians pitchers by the way in the top 50 here. So it's good. it says a lot about their pitching staff. Um so yeah, Krasko's good. Vladimir Guerrero Jr is a top 50 player for me. He could probably even be higher. This kid's amazing. He <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I've never had such joy watching minor league clips of a of a hitter cuz he looks like he's in command at the plate. There's very few players that you watch at any level that that you look at and say this guy's got everything under control. Like he's in command of the at bat and he's one of them. So I I can only expect the best things from him. The only thing that's in question is when the Blue Jays decide to bring him up. It'll probably be the Acuna or Bryant case. You'll miss two weeks of production. Big deal. This kid's going to light it up in spring training, kind of like he did last year, except this time he's actually going to be in the big leagues this year, and he's just going to get to work. I'm telling you, he's he's probably going in like the fourth round of most drafts right now, a couple weeks into spring training, maybe even like a few days into spring training once he, once there's regular games going and he starts hitting the ball, then people are going to remember how special this player is and he's going to start getting drafted in like the second or third round just because people are so excited. So I don't, maybe don't jump the gun that much just in case because there's some other really good players up in that range as well. But <laughs> I mean... I can't really fault you for for uh, springing for Vladimir Guerrero a little bit earlier than that I have him ranked. I might I might do the same. Who knows? Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. about it. Yeah. So that rounds out uh, the second twenty-five of Alex Uwe's top two hundred fantasy rankings. Again, you can see those rankings at our website, bethechiftbaseball dot com. Uh, come back next time. We'll have it's going to be fifty-one through um 75 uh next 25 we'll we'll work through these we'll get through them by opening day um and again this podcast can be much more than just uh rankings you can ask us questions uh send it to our twitter at beat the shift bp email beat the shift baseball at gmail.com uh we're on facebook too i don't know if you want to check that out um shift (laughs) baseball over there uh and then again our website find all our articles there you can find these rankings um and a bunch of other cool stuff uh coming your way soon on 
uh, all our platforms. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, Alex, peace.